Hello, I'm Eleanor Warner, an online health and fitness coach, making it easier for women like you to sift through the good, the bad, and the bullshit that you're seeing online. I've spent years coaching hundreds of women to their best physique without sacrificing their social life, their favorite foods, or their mental health. Prepare yourself for a new way of thinking, because if you're here, I know you're looking for answers. Welcome to the Coach by L podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Coach by L podcast. So happy to have you here. Happy to be in your ears and just talking about things, right? So today we're going to be chatting about seven things that you can start doing right now to improve your health. Now, these are simple in theory, okay? So they sound simple, they sound basic, and you've probably heard them before, but I'm going to go through and I'm going to give you some takeaways, of course, and I guess some actionable steps so that you can implement them straight away, as well as some background information so that you know why it's important, because we all know we have to drink more water and move our bodies, right? Go for a walk. So I'm going to just give you some information about why that's important, why that can make such a drastic impact and improvement to your health, and then how you can start doing that. So first things first is you got to get some sun, all right? You have to get some more sun. This is a non-negotiable for all of my clients, right? This is something I make them all do because it's so important, right? First thing in the morning, go outside. If you can't go outside, just look at the sun out your window if you can. So some days you're not going to be able to do this if it's raining or if it's really dark and gloomy, if you live somewhere where the sun just doesn't come out much. I don't think I have any listeners in like London or anything, but if you do go to London, you're probably going to find that some days it's hard. So if you're in an area where the sun isn't out so much, or if it's raining on a particular day, this is going to be difficult. And I don't mean that you have to you know, ring up mother nature and get her to bring it out or anything like that. But if it is something that you can control and if it's something that you can do, you should be doing this. So the sun helps to regulate our hormones and our sleep patterns. So there's this thing called the circadian rhythm, which basically means that we rise with the sun and then we fall asleep when the sun goes down, basically, or we start getting tired when the sun goes down. So melatonin, is the hormone that we produce that induces sleep or makes us sleepy, okay? And being in the sun can regulate this process. So what happens is melatonin is produced at night. So once the sun goes down, your body starts to produce this melatonin and then it stops when you're exposed to sunlight in the morning. So if you have felt this way before, and I can guarantee you have, where you wake up in the morning and you really don't want to be awake and you stay in bed and you stay there and you lay there, maybe you scroll on your phone, maybe you roll over, you're tired, you're sleepy, you just want to go back to bed, all right? But if your alarm goes off and you jump straight out of bed and you start doing things, you normally feel okay within a couple of minutes. Now, the reason for this is if you have windows in your house or windows in your bathroom, if you see the sun or if the sun rays are coming inside, then that's what's happening is the sun is kind of blocking that melatonin production and it's making you feel alert. So, That's why it's important. Also vitamin D, right? So vitamin D helps with your hormone function and it helps to regulate your nervous system. It also contributes to having a healthy immune system, right? So the best way for us to get 
in vitamin D is we get that from the sun. So spending time in the sun, you can get it from your food, but the amount that you get from food compared to getting it from the sun, it's just, it doesn't compare, right? So the best place to get your vitamin D is definitely from the sun. Again, if you live in a dark and gloomy area or a place where it's just raining nonstop, then supplementing with vitamin D might be a good idea. Okay. So you can get it from like fatty fish or other seafood, but your best bet will definitely be to supplement if you can't get it from the sun. Now, the second thing that you can start doing right now to improve your health is hydrate first thing in the morning. And I'm talking about water. I'm not talking about coffee. Even if you have a long black, the water in your long black doesn't count. All right. So you have to have some water. Now, the reason for this is because coffee heightens our cortisol. So caffeine, that's how it works. It heightens our cortisol, which is our stress hormone, and it makes you to it makes you feel more alert. So it makes you feel more awake. That's how it works. Now, staying hydrated has many, many, many benefits. It boosts your skin health. It keeps your joints well lubricated. So if you feel them cracking or you make noises every time you stand up. Maybe if you're squatting and you hear your joints cracking every time and your knees, you might need a bit more water. You might be a little bit dehydrated. Sometimes there's other things that cause this, of course, but water helps and staying hydrated helps. Also headaches. There's so many of you that I talk to that suffer from headaches. And this is common, especially in this day and age when technology is well and truly taking over. A lot of us stare at a screen all day, every day. This is me. I am always on my laptop. I am always on my phone for work. And sometimes my headaches are just a real bitch. So being in the sun and staying hydrated is non-negotiable for me. Otherwise they are constant and they are non-stop. Sometimes, yes, you do need to take some medication like Panadol or Nurofen to get rid of them. But if you just stay on top of your hydration, you keep drinking water, you're going to be less likely to get them. Now, if you're dehydrated, your heart has to work a lot harder as well to get oxygenated blood to the rest of your body because your total blood volume is decreased. So these are things that people don't really know about hydration. Water makes up most of our body, so it is important. It also helps your kidneys to filter out waste from your blood and dispose of it. Water and staying hydrated helps to deliver nutrients to your cells as well. There's so many things, right? So many things that staying hydrated helps with. And if you struggle to stay hydrated. If you struggle to drink water, this is what I tell my clients to do. And this is what I do as well. Sometimes if I'm struggling, especially coming into the cooler months and cooler weather, it's going to be really difficult. Sometimes you just don't feel like drinking water. So what you can do is you can set checkpoints for the day. Now, what this means is maybe when you wake up, you aim to drink 500 mils of water and then maybe before 9 a.m., another 500 mils before midday, another 500 mils before 2 p.m., another 500 mils. You see where I'm going with this? So you can either set alarms, you can set reminders, you can write it down and tick it off. The girls in my program have this in their habit sheet. If this is something that they're doing, it's in their habit sheet and they have to tick it off once they hit each checkpoint. So having some way of staying accountable in terms of your hydration can really help. If you're a tea drinker, then drink some tea. This is going to help with those cooler months. It's going to help you to stay warm as well as drinking cordial. So diet right cordial, adding that to your water can help if you're not someone who reaches for it. So that's staying hydrated. That's point one and two done. Point three, the third thing that you can do to improve your health, eat breakfast within 60 minutes of waking up. 
This is a hormone regulator thing. It helps to bring down our cortisol levels in the morning. Okay. So our metabolism impacts our hormones. So if we're keeping our metabolism steady and stable and running frequently, then that rubs off on our hormones and it helps them to stay balanced. Also energy levels. Okay. Your body has just fasted for however long you've been asleep. For some people, that's eight hours. For some people, depending on what time it was you had dinner the night before, that can be 12 hours or more. So it's good to give your body some energy for the day ahead, whatever that looks like for you. And this is something I've changed my mind about, to be honest. I used to say it's no big deal. You can eat whenever you're hungry. If you're not hungry in the morning, you don't have to eat. And you don't have to have a massive meal, of course. Hunger cues come first, and it's important to listen to them. But even eating something small in the morning can help. And front-loading your calories has numerous benefits for fat loss as well, okay? Because if you're eating more in the morning, you have more energy. Your body stores energy, right? And if you are eating more and storing more energy first thing in the morning, then you're more likely to use that energy throughout the day. This isn't major, but it is a small contributor and it can really help if you're someone who struggles with fatigue or low energy during your training sessions. This could be a game changer for you, right? So if you're someone who normally trains fasted and you can really feel, you can really feel that you might be feeling fatigued. I used to get the nauseous feeling like I was going to be sick if I hadn't eaten anything, like a bit dizzy maybe. So if that's how you're feeling, you need some food and this is probably going to, this is going to help you. So try and eat within 60 minutes of waking up just so that your body has the best start to the day. Your hormones have the best start to the day and you have energy to start your day and to focus throughout the day. Thing number four that you can be doing. So move your body every single day, right? Movement is crucial. And I'm not just talking about the gym. There's so many different types of movement. For some people, you enjoy yoga, Pilates, maybe you enjoy swimming, maybe you enjoy riding your bike, going for a walk or community sports, whatever that looks like for you. Just pick some type of movement, right? And it doesn't have to be extreme. You know that I'm big on rest days, but even going for a walk, a 10 minute walk can really, really help. And if you have a hormone imbalance, prioritize walking because walking is a type of movement that won't really cause any inflammation within the body, unlike resistance training. So it's definitely, it definitely helps. And just remember that movement also helps with your bones and your muscles. It isn't always about aesthetics and losing weight. More importantly, it's about function and long-term health and just making sure that you're using your body and you're moving around. Movement is also great for our sleep. So it helps you to sleep better. And when you sleep, you not only recover, but this is also where our body does most of our hormone production. So it's definitely important. It releases endorphins and serotonin, which is that happy hormone. And that can also help you sleep later on when you when it comes to going to bed. And for those reasons as well, the endorphins and the serotonin it's also great for your mental health. So if you're someone who struggles with depression or anxiety or symptoms of one or the other, or maybe both, moving your body can be really helpful. I'm not by any means saying that it can cure it. Sometimes we do need more intervention in the medical sense, medical side of things, but movement is really great for our mental health. So it's a big cycle, really. Everything kind of helps everything. So the fifth thing that you can do to improve your health is put your phone down, right? So for obvious reasons, like before bed so that you can have a good night's rest, but also for stress purposes, this is something that I found was 
prevalent for me and my stress. I am a big empath. And if any of you can relate to this, if you're empathetic and if that's a big trait of yours, a big character trait, a big part of your personality, you feel things very, very deeply. So I had to get rid of all news cycles on my phone. So on Facebook, I had to unfollow all of the news accounts. Um, on TikTok, I had to be very careful to make sure that things weren't popping up in my For You page. I turned off notifications for the news app because I there's so many distressing things going on in the world and I'm not by any means turning a blind eye to them, but seeing them when I opened my phone, catching me off guard, it was causing me a lot of stress. It was making me very sad a lot of the time. So if this is you, then that's also going to help. And you can, of course, read news articles, but the difference between this and having it just pop up is you are reading it when you're ready to. So you're consuming that information when you are prepared to and when you're choosing to. Sometimes we're just feeling down. And if we open our phone and we see something distressing, that can definitely be enough to throw us over the edge. So just make sure that you're keeping that in mind. With TikTok, for example, sometimes it is funny videos, but there are a lot of sad things out there. And that can just be, it can be upsetting. It can cause stress and it can just, yeah, it can just make you upset. So Something else that you can do is you can use the settings on your phone. So do not disturb. Uh, you can set downtime at nighttime if you're wanting to put your phone down before you go to bed. These things are very helpful. I use one called work, I believe, and that's just on during the day so that my notifications are silenced. There's a few people who can still ring me and I'll get it. Like, my brothers, for example, if either of them ring me, my phone will ring just like it will throughout the night. Um, but yeah, so turning notifications off is really helpful as well for your focus throughout the day and just for your mental health. If you're anything like me, this was a game changer for me. The sixth thing that you can do to improve your health is prioritize your sleep. I've spoken a lot about what sleep does. So this one goes without saying in terms of the reasons why, but how to do it is a different story. Now, don't be afraid to seek help with your sleep. This is something that I've had to do over the past month or two. I was suffering immensely from anxiety in, I think it was like February, March. It was just completely consuming me, right? I couldn't do anything. I couldn't focus. I was really struggling to work. I was feeling nauseous of every moment. I couldn't eat properly. I definitely couldn't sleep. And this happens to me sometimes, like if I'm going through stages or phases of growth, especially within my business, I get imposter syndrome a lot. I'm very susceptible to that, unfortunately. But yeah, it just, it was impacting my sleep. I'm a big bully to myself when I'm anxious. So it just, it was consuming everything that I was doing. So I definitely wasn't sleeping. It was worse at nighttime and I would just lay there trying to sleep, but was completely unable to. And like, I could feel my heart racing and oh, it's just not a nice feeling, right? It was horrible. Some nights I was only getting three to four hours of sleep because I obviously still had to get up for work in the morning, but yeah. So I ended up going to a doctor and I booked this appointment sporadically. I remember, I think it was like 1 2 o'clock and I was meant to be working and I was just sitting there rocking back and forth. Like my palms were sweating, my heart was racing. And I was just like, I can't do this. So I rang a GP clinic near me and they were like, look, we have an appointment in half an hour if you can get here. So I raced straight there and I had this big breakdown in the doctor's office. And I was like, oh, I can't sleep. Everything sucks. I'm so anxious, blah, 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 blah. So that's what I had to do. And she prescribed me a few different things. Some of them I decided not to take just upon further research. And of course, 
you know, thinking about it a little bit more and looking at my situation more. If you want to know more about that, you can DM me. Um, I'm not going to openly say what I was prescribed and then didn't take purely because I don't want my decision to impact your decision. I want you to follow your doctor's orders. Of course, if you're doing your own research, that's okay too, but everyone needs to make the right decisions for themselves. Like medication is a personal thing. So I took some stuff that the doctor gave me and it kind of helped to mellow out my anxiety. And as a result of that, I could sleep better. I still wasn't sleeping perfectly, but it was an improvement. Now at the beginning of April, I went to Hawaii and I brought back a random sleep aid that I got from Walmart. I didn't really think it would do anything, but oh my God, it did. Okay. It just, it zonked me. It knocked me right out, which I loved. I thought that that was fantastic. I hadn't had that before. So I took that for about three days straight and it just completely reset my sleep and I'm sleeping really, really well now. So I obviously am an advocate for good sleep hygiene. So putting your phone down, dimming the lights, reading before bed, these sorts of things. But I had tried all of that and it just wasn't helping. And I'm sure that you have heard this before and you have probably tried this yourself, but I just want to say, don't be afraid to ask for help. These products exist for a reason. So talk to your doctor, talk to some sort of medical professional, see what they recommend for you. But yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help because sleep truly is the center of everything. And without sleep, our body is under so much stress. You can't recover properly. Your focus is low. Your motivation is low. It really is just the center of everything. So you need to be sleeping well. For some people as well, having some background noise can be helpful. This is evident more so in my girls who live alone. So having the TV on or having the fan on, something like that can help you to fall asleep. Trying to wake up and go to sleep at roughly the same time each day, this will help to put your body back into a bit of a rhythm and just so that your body knows what it's doing at whatever time. So that can also be helpful. Now, the last thing that you can do right now to improve your health is have a stress reduction activity. Now, this is something that not a lot of people talk about. The rest you've probably heard a million times over. If you're one of my clients, you've definitely heard me talk about a stress reduction activity, but if you're not, then you might not have. Now, our bodies feel stress even when we don't. So obviously we know stress to be feeling overwhelmed. Maybe something's happened. Maybe you're really busy at work, whatever that is, that feeling of like, oh my goodness, like I'm stressed, right? So yes, that is stress, but even things like overthinking or skipping meals, training too frequently, not sleeping properly, having too much caffeine, not drinking enough water, things like that are all putting your body under stress. Okay. Now, when our body is under stress, it does not function properly. So stress reduction activities like walking or doing a puzzle, doing a puzzle book, reading, uh, you could do, so when I say puzzle book, like word search, crossword puzzle, that sort of thing, even watching TV, this is something that isn't normally recommended, but laughter is the best form of medicine. So put on something funny, have a laugh, those short little sitcom TV shows I'm talking about, or a funny movie, a comedy movie. So yeah, so laughing, hanging out with people you love, spending time outside in nature, these sorts of things are all types of stress reduction activities. And these are all things that we can all be doing to help support our bodies. So pick one of them, pick two of them, pick however many of them that you want. If you're feeling stressed more so, then you could do a few more. If you're not noticing it so much, you can do a few less, whatever you feel like doing, but make sure that you have something because yeah, if your body's feeling stressed, it really is the undoing of everything. So 
These are seven things that you can be doing right now to improve your health. If you're unsure of how to implement this into your day-to-day -day life, as always, please feel free to send me a message. I'm more than happy to help you to implement these things. I have struggled with every single one of these things. So I have strategies for all of them. I obviously work with quite a few clients as well. So I go through different strategies for them. So I can absolutely help you out. Send me a DM on Instagram. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please send me a message. If you feel like it, if you liked it, please feel free to leave a review or a rating. You can share it to your Instagram story. I would be so appreciative of that. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your week and I will talk to you guys next Thursday.